this is Ben Heaney with the New York Guardians, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. And you know what? Nothing sums up a semester or an entire school year or an entire football season, or half of one for that matter, like a good old-fashioned yearbook, Bryant. This is episode 129, and it's... XFL yearbook time, Bryant. We are going to be looking back week after week on this episode. A very fun idea that I personally came up with because I love yearbooks. You personally? Really? Yeah, me I mean, personally. Come on, what? give me some cred here, man. Come on. We, we, we bounce ideas off of each other every once in a while. Just because yours bounced last doesn't make it the, the best. Or This the, was or my idea, player. and this is guaranteed <laughs> to have any longtime listener of the show on this episode, guaranteed to go, wow, damn, that was awesome. This is going to be a lot of fun. Wait until you hear our yearbooks. And we're not talking about like, oh, you pull out your yearbook and you sign it in high school. We're talking about like, you know, old school. I mean, let's face it, John Facenda, NFL Films, remember those? Back in the day, we did our own XFL-style yearbook to recap each week, Bryant. And I just have to say they're ready to play, and they're awesome. Well, when you uh, watch these there, football fans, and you enjoy these, or even if you don't, uh, make sure you're using the hashtag XFL Show Yearbook uh, to talk about it on social media because that's where uh, we're going to be chatting about these. Because, Alan, i watched these a few times already, and I'm having a lot of fun. And you have to watch them. So if you're listening to the podcast, you'll, you'll sound, they sound good. It's, it's fun. But this is a very visual thing. So definitely check it out on XFL YouTube because it, it's really cool. We're going to be playing them during the hot read. We're going to recap each week of the XFL season during the hot read. Reminisce a little bit. And it's going to be a totally different kind of recap than with anything we've ever done on the show so right out of the gates, we're letting you know it's going to be interesting, a lot of fun, and we hope you enjoy it. 724-565-4XFL is the number to call if you want to get involved on the show. We're going to be interviewing and talking to some members of the fan bases all throughout the XFL. Bryant, you're repping your Tampa Bay Vipers shirt today. We're looking for some Vipers fans. If you're out there, we want to hear from you. Call the XFL fan line or hit us up. Slide in the DMs at XFL Show. And you can directly contact us to be on the show, whether it's a Skype or phone call. Let's be honest right now. What else are you guys doing? You're listening to us. You're probably sitting at home. Good for you. That's what you should be doing. But pick up your phone. It's probably already in your hand. 724-565-4XFL. Let us know when you want to come on this show and talk some football. Even about even if it's the markets that we've already talked to, because we've already talked to New York. We've talked to Houston. We've talked to D.C., we want to hear from you guys as well, so make sure you're you're calling that number, 724-565-4XFL. Or at XFL Show on Twitter. Last show, we hashtag XFL Show What If'd, 
We asked a bunch of what ifs when we were looking back at the season a little bit. This show, this show is not going to be about what ifs. It's going to be what was. It's going to be what was yearbook style. Cannot wait. I got the big voice ready for it. <laughs> but the what if show was a I've lot of fun. Hold on, Al. I don't think I've ever heard you hype up a, a hot read before in my life. This is going to be fun. have been doing this show two plus years, and you're hyping up a hot read like we've never done one before in my life. I love so. a good bit. This is a great bit idea that we came up with. I'm excited for it. But the, the what if bit was fun, too, and people interacting with that on social media, hashtag XFL show what if, Bryant. That, that show was, was a lot of fun as well. A different style of show as well, which all these are going to be now that, like you said, we're all a lot of people are doing nothing. There's no football going on. It would have been week 10. This would have been prediction time. I'm predicting the L.A. Wildcats get in the playoffs, by the way. Well, what if is what we got to play last week. So if you have some what ifs, let us know. Uh, who knows exactly what would have happened in the season. But you know what? We get to use our imaginations here. Our podcast. You guys are football fans. So say what if. Ask that question. Tell us what you think. Yes, please, please. Hashtag XFL show what if. And remember, all reactions to any show at XFL show on social media. And uh, we're going to be interacting with you, I think, after this one as well, because you're going to be saying what a stupid, stupid voice Alan did for the hot read this week. Or you're going to say, damn, the next John Facenda is in the house, Bryant, which I think is most people are going to go with that one because... I just I'm going to say the really former did a great job, did a great job on these. They're going to be really good and we're going to play them very shortly. We're speeding through this show. It's going to be a quick one because, well, it's week 10's not happening and we want to get to these yearbooks. So uh, before we get into the cover two, which will be very interesting, I do want to play real quick. We dink and dunk around XFL social. Uh, we're not going to go too far into Twitter or anything here, Brian, but we got a good voicemail. I want to play here on the XFL fan line, seven, two, four, five, six, five, four XFL. And this is a perfect example. If you want to be on the show, if you want to give your, your thoughts on the XFL, uh, you could call and speak directly to us there and set something up. Like Jim did right here. Hey guys, Jim here. Uh, oh, I just want to let you guys know that I uh, appreciate that you guys are keeping the XFL fandom alive. I'm still listening to the show every time I get it, every time you guys drop a new episode. Um, I mean, bummer the season had to end up pretty early, but I mean, who could have foreseen this and what a surreal time we're living in? But uh, I heard, heard the show earlier today, and if you guys are looking for a keen ambassador or whatever you phrase it as for the um, I'd like to like volunteer for the Wildcats because um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, <clears throat> if you guys uh haven't gotten any like offers yet, or if you selected someone, um, obviously watched every game, watched a couple of games uh over, especially the one that I went to. Uh, I think you guys mentioned it earlier. It's, it's a different experience, like watching it and then watching it from TV if you were there live, because uh, yeah, it's kind of like uh. It, it was interesting, but it gives you an interesting perspective. But yeah, um, yeah, if you guys want to talk Wildcats or just anything like that, I'd love to come on the show with you guys. So yeah, just, uh, let me know. But I hope to hear from you guys. And uh, if not, just I uh, hope you guys keep the show running. And I'll be listening every week and uh, still spreading the word as much as I can. All right. Have a good day, guys. Stay safe. I love it. Jim okay. falling let, along. Let me tell Brian. you one thing, Jim. Jim, you're a great, great. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Let me tell you one thing that's for sure. This show 
is here every single week. Now twice a week, and it has been for the last two and a half years. So let's get that out of the way. We're not going anywhere. We're here. Number two, Jim, hit us up on Twitter, man, because I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to talk some Wildcats. So message us on Twitter. Maybe we'll get you on the show here at XFL Show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Great perspective. You know, I like, like I told you, Alan, you go to a game, you got to watch a game. That's how it is. You got to watch them over, even if you saw it a couple times. So. Well, like last episode where we talked about people who got hooked on the league that we we knew and they just started following along. Perfect example there, Jim as well. And uh, he he caught the bug and uh, we're happy. We're happy about that. And we appreciate him listening to all the shows. Like you said, that's awesome. All right, let's take it. Cover two coming up here, Bryant. We're going to zip through that. We're going to zop through it. Alan, Alan, zip and zop take your time and then go to the slow hot. down can we play these can you slow down a little bit can you hold your on? books can we talk about the cool can we talk about the cool xfl app the xfl app we could definitely talk about because it's free and this show is on the xfl app along with any other news or info you need about the xfl it's right there on the xfl app you download it i got an iphone here and i downloaded it the second it came out right away or if you got android go to the google play store you get everything you need there and especially when you're just waiting for any official league updates if there if there are some coming out they're going to be right there so you want it in the palm of your hand you want to be ready and of course you want to customize it for your team so if you're a guardians fan a guardians fan as mike mitchell told me to say (laughs) then you want to set it up for guardians if you're a wildcats fan you set it up for wildcats or if you want all eight teams like me you just leave it as is, and it's a beautiful thing. It's the best thing. It's the XFL app, and it is absolutely free to download right now. Now we can zip, zop, zam through the cover two to these amazing yearbooks in the hot read. It's a fa- fun, fast show today. Let's rock it, Bryant. Time for the cover two. I'm wondering what the hell you're doing in this league. What are we doing in this league, Brian? Well, we're analyzing it, and really, when it comes to players, pro football focus, they they kill it. I'm a big fan, and uh, they came up with their XFL player grades, which I found really interesting, and if you looked at these, we're not going to go too into detail on these. I just want to know what surprises or anything that stood out to you on these, because immediately what stood out to me was the fact that both L.A. wideouts, Nelson Spruce, Trey McBride, were tops at their position, along with Josh Johnson, tops at quarterback. So the entire L.A. offense just all graded out great, according to PFF. Contrary to popular belief, we would have probably said Cam Phillips and P.J. Walker. So I th- thought that stood out to me. Don't forget my boy there, Storm Norton, too, Alan, uh, graded as the highest rated offensive lineman on the uh, on the highest offensive power team. Why wouldn't you have them? They they put up the most points, most consistent, uh, explosive offense. I don't know what really goes into these uh, stats, but I, it does surprise me that you don't see Cam and you don't see PJ on this list. But Josh Johnson was very accurate, and his stats would have been there with PJs if he had played that first game of the season. So, or if maybe uh, PJ had to play one game in the blistering cold, like you say. So, I, I'm with Josh Johnson. I like that pick. Trey McBride as well. Uh, Nelson Spruce didn't play the last two games of the season, so I guess they valued his three weeks performance, but still good on the defensive side though too. Alan, uh, don't forget the Wildcats had Devin Taylor; he was like a six foot seven defensive lineman, a defensive end, so that was a, a huge man. Uh, and then our defensive player of the year, Will Hill. Will Hill was on there, well. and the highest graded players overall. Overall, it was Raheem Moore 
uh, was the highest graded player overall. And then James Butler, number two, he was the highest graded offensive player. Um, that also, I think, uh, James Butler definitely think in all facets, super valuable player, can do it all. He did a lot. Friend of the show. A little under the radar, though. Very much the, under the radar. The weapons. But still <laughs> effective and very good. And uh, yeah, I love those. I love an- I love analyzing the analyzers and, and reacting to those. Those are always surprising. So that was fun to pick apart this week. But let's go to number two here in our cover two, Brian. This is a personal question. Uh, not that kind of personal question, just a fun one. So we're going to do XFL yearbook coming up here in just a moment. We're going to go yep. play five different videos or for you, you for use for all of Yin's listening on the uh, man. I'm just stuck at home talk. Just my Pittsburgh accent just is deepening really hardcore during this quarantine. Uh, But for all of you listed on the podcast, you don't get to see the yearbooks we play, but you get to hear them and they've got audio elements as well. But you're about to see these and we're in yearbook mode. End of the school year coming up. Sign your yearbook. You always give your yearbook to someone and they take up an entire page without you asking them to. I don't know if you ever had that happen. That was always very annoying. But you would always try to reserve it for someone you'd want to take up a big space. So if you were giving your yearbook to an XFL player, Bryant, who would you have sign it first and take up an entire page? Okay, you said players, so I'll I'll take Moss off the list because, one, uh, he's not a player. And, two, I think he would continue to write beyond a page uh, because he wanted to Uh, and, and just, you know, yeah, about three or four pages, especially with the close bond that me and Moss had. Or he'd just up. knock it out of your hand or throw it in the garbage. That's true, too. He might do that. <laughs> um, player-wise, who would I want to have sign my yearbook first? Man. Uh, you want it? I'm, I'm going to give it to you right now. I'm definitely going to go with a Wildcat, you know, just because that's the team that I associated with the most. I almost want to – I've had, you know – I've had some interactions with Boogie. I think Boogie would would have a some some fun things to say, uh, especially with the season that he had, uh, the, the memorable touchdown, fumble recovery touchdown that he had, and just all the stories he could tell. And we go way back to to the before the season started. So I'm gonna go with Boogie. I'm going with the Wildcat too. I like that Boogie. Boogie scored a, a a big man TD, but I like the biggest man, Storm Norton. I would have him sign mine uh, because I would have him. Just tell me, write in my book a story about running downhill during a screen pass and mowing mm-hmm. guys down. You might get the definition of quantum physics, though. And then, and then we, I would say, all right, and also, what, what are you doing this summer, man? What's top priority? And he would be like, Aerosmith. And I'd be like, all right. And then we'd be planning our big Aerosmith concert trip uh, when he'd Who's sign Who's most my likely to leave their phone number there, Alan? In the yearbook? Yeah, they used to do that back in the day. Yeah, because you used to leave your phone number. Like, hey, keep in touch. Luis Luis Perez. Luis Perez. He would be like, have have arm will quarterback. Wherever you need me, I will QB for you. That's Luis Perez. The most most consistently available guy that's always down. I love him. And uh, we're going to get into him here in our yearbooks because we have reached the moment, Brian. I'm so excited for these. We, we wanted to make sure we get to them quick because they're a lot of fun. So if you're watching on YouTube, enjoy these. We're going to set each one of them up real quick and then have you enjoy reflecting on each week of the XFL season. It is the hot read and it is XFL show yearbook time. 
All right, Bryant. Week one, we're going to go to here in just a second. Week one, what do you remember it mostly for? Uh, before I answer that question, I just want to say we're gonna we're, we're kind of viewing these weeks as if we don't know what happens week two, three, four, and five, right? So like week one is week one, week two we don't know what happened week three, so we re, we kind of told the story. So keep that in mind while you're watching these. Week one, what do I remember the most? Kickoff. You have to remember kickoff. Um, and I think, oh man, you're gonna have to remember Cam, uh, PJ Walker, right? He he was the, kind of the star of that weekend. He won the, the XFL Star of the Week too. So those are the two things I think I take away from that week uh, the most. Got to go with that kickoff. It was all about that first game. It was amazing to see the league finally kick off. But we had Houston and St. Louis in a, or, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Houston, St. Louis, LA, LA, LA. excuse Houston, me, one. Dallas and St. Louis is what I was thinking of. And uh, the stealing of that win was also a standout to me. Sorry. The the stealing of the uh, Dallas anointed champions by some on this show before the season started. They went out and lost. And, of course, that very first game. So the first and last games of week one really stood out to me. But let's not yak about what happened in week one. Brian, let's relive it in your book form here on This is the XFL Show. Week number one your hashtag XFL show yearbook on February 8th 2020 eight teams entered into the unknown battle lines were drawn camaraderie sure to develop but how do you account for never playing together as a unit preparation that's how Pep Hamilton thoroughly preparing his team and a quarterback who had never lost a game as a starter dating back to high school glories. DC slayed the Dragons. For some teams, week one was an appetizer and the Houston Roughnecks were hungry. Let's eat! Let's eat on three! One, two, three! Let's eat! While the Wildcats struck a pose, they did not account for the two most destructive letters in the XFL, PJ. Houston feasted on the felines of Los Angeles, the first meal of many for the ravenous roughnecks. New York, bright lights, big city, and no place for a snake. Slithering down any block will get a viper stepped on by a busy Gothamite in a New York minute. Viper Pit was a much friendlier confine for Tampa than the red zone at the Meadowlands on this day. And in their impressive home debut, the Guardians showed Tampa 
that the only thing more deadly than the Viper's venom with room to run, Summers working his way to the end zone, hit near the goal line as he in, touchdown! Is New York attitude. A great band once said, oh mama, I'm in fear for my life, from the long arm of the law. They never accounted for Kaka being the law. No Landry Jones in sight. The St. Louis Battlehawks swooped in on Dallas and took over. Nelson, deep, intercepted! Bob Stoops, the renegade, who had it made, would have to wait another week for a chance to raise some hell. So there was week number one, Bryant, a beautiful start to the season. But week number two stood out for a variety of reasons. Uh, Most notably to me was, uh, well, what went down between New York and and D.C. in week number two was (laughs) very, very noteworthy. Very uh, memorable game for one team and a forgettable one by another. That will be... Uh, highlighted as well, Alan. I think the the clash between the two starting quarterbacks that didn't get to start in week one in L.A. between Dallas and L.A., that's Landry Jones and Josh Johnson, as well as Kim Phillips' explosion of three TDs for the Houston Roughnecks against uh, St. Louis. So. Exploding. Exploding for three TDs. And then he would do it again and again and rack up all those touchdowns. Let's relive it. It's week number two. Hashtag XFL show yearbook with two week one winners kicking the weekend off. Week two in the XFL was sure to be special. We're going to start fast and finish what? Fast. No doubt about it. You want to be special? You got to do something special. Win this game, it's special. Guardians, defenders, with so much emphasis on protection. One of these teams needed to find the other's blind spot. And for New York, that was in the back of the end zone. And bad mistakes, well, even champions make a few. But with shields up all game long, the defenders made New York feel like it was light years from calling itself title town anytime soon. Worst game I've ever been a part of. Hands down, worst game I've ever been a part of. A frolicking dragon named Puff once lived by the sea. Unfortunately for the Tampa Bay Vipers, they ran into much more vicious dragons in week two. And the dragons have some And dragons, are they magic? They certainly appeared to be on this fantastic afternoon. Zorn the Dragon King got his first win in the XFL. An occasion fitting for three cheers. Hip, hip, hooray. 
in the XFL, the question, are you experienced? When answered with a yes, usually means a battle of wills is in order. On a sunny SoCal afternoon, LA's Josh Johnson and Dallas's Landry Jones both entered as grizzled young veterans, but only one could leave with their first XFL win. While both quarterbacks played admirably, it was the Dallas run game that raised hell and turned this one into a parade of pain for the Wildcats. Great footwork by Cameron Artis Payne. Take it into the If Pee Wee Herman taught anyone anything, it's that the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Young Guns would have some fun when P.J. Walker and Jordan Ta'amu squared off. But it was the masked slinger, Walker, Texas Roughneck, and his deputy Cam Phillips who would ride on the hog for a second week in a row. Jeremiah Johnson! Johnson with some blocks! So week number three now, Bryant. We were on the road for this one. Hard to really overtake the St. Louis game as, as, as the biggest thing of the weekend. But week three had some great action that you and I even watched a little bit on our phones in the car traveling, rushing back to the hotel to, to get a glimpse of what was going down between L.A. and D.C. especially. I think the couple memorable things, Tampa Bay's first touchdown, uh, very memorable. Uh, the Battle Hawks, a home opener, very memorable. LA's domination of DC, very memorable that weekend. Um, so, I, and don't forget Parham, I believe, had his uh, gazelle-like stride all the way through uh, this week as well. So, a Beautiful. lot of memorable moments in week three. Oh, it was, but we can't lay it out any better than we're about to right now. Let's take you to that video slash audio package for the XFL show yearbook recap of week number three. We do it for the love of football each and every week for many, many people and many, many reasons. For the Houston Roughnecks and the Tampa Bay Vipers, the reason was splash plays in week three. Well, Cannonball Cam Phillips' splashes were just too big. Another game packed with star-studded performances was the reason H-Town came out with another W. You don't need a PowerPoint presentation to know Bob Stoops' game plan. Great focus, great intensity. Could Brandon Silvers and the Dragons set those plans on fire? Delivers a beautiful ball right down the middle of the field, perfectly thrown, and Austin Prohl goes up there and makes a terrific catch in the end zone. That is a quality series. I'm going to run across the field. (laughs) He just straightens up, goes right up the field. Really tough cover right there. Not if Landry Jones had anything to do about it. 
aerating their way with elegance and grace, the renegades escape the dragon's lair in one piece. The Mona Lisa theft of 1911. Prohibition in 1920. Neither injustice of thievery has anything on St. Louis losing precious football in 2015. The return of our fair sport to the dome was met with thunder, lightning, and cacaws. And the cherry on top of the battle dome? A return in the midst of the grand return. New York never stood a chance. Whether you're 0-2 or 2-0, in the XFL, you must come to play. Lay it on the line. Hold the line. Jones in the shadows. And come with a willingness to be exciting. 41 yards rushing, 41 yards receiving, three total touchdowns, and a couple of spectacular celebrations. And soak it in only for a brief moment. All right, week three was a real doozy, Brian. My head was reeling from the traveling and the and the raging in St. Louis, but then we get back home, and, and week number four, I said, you know what? I got the bug. I got to go travel again. I went to New York <laughs> to watch L.A. take on the Guardians, and I've never been colder in my life. <laughs> uh, the cold weather, they opened up the weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay as well, uh, taking on D.C., getting their first win that weekend. Uh, there was, um, I think, also a moment. Oh, yeah. What was it called? Oh, yeah. The Texas Throwdown. Hello. Week four. Definitely something to, to remember that weekend. So uh, week four, I think, was a staple in the sense that you realize that anything could happen in the XFL. Absolutely. And here it all is in glorious yearbook form here on This is the XFL Show. It's week number four. The New Jersey Swamps stunk of desperation after two embarrassing defeats for the New York Guardians. Our weather, this is our kind of game. They don't even want to be here. This is much more important to us than it is to them. Focus and finish! Hey, let's go. Dominate on three. One, two, three. Dominate! Who would dominate the foe on this frigid day? The Wildcats wanted another win. The Guardians needed another win. Who wanted it more? You want it? I'm going to give it to you right now. Money Matt McCrane and the underdog Guardians. That's who. Snap of the place are good. And that field goal is pushed to the right. No good. Three. 
New York, the home dog. This league is about explosions. Tick, 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 y'all say boom. Tick, tick, boom. Tick, tick, boom. All day. B.J. Daniels was a firecracker in his first start. The handoff, Daniels keeps it actually and gets the extra point. But Jordan Ta'amu, a ticking time bomb of raw quarterback talent, could not be diffused by Jim Zorn, Steven Johnson, or even MacGyver. He was always on time. He was anticipating windows. Roughnecks, Renegades, the Texas Throwdown. The XFL equivalent of John Wick in the Old West. Pistols were up and out. Who would run Texas? After three miscues, Landry Jones was apparently ready to do a Texas two-step on the undefeated Roughnecks. What a throw and what a catch. But a pick, or fumble, damn good play, put the nail in the Renegades' coffin, allowing H-Town to take Texas and their fourth win in a row. Even if it's 0-3 with its back against the wall, a viper can strike out of nowhere. And if you were going to craft an offense from the ground up, you'd make sure you had the backs, receivers, an offensive line to make plays on the ground and in the air. A broken play because of the hustle. You make a couple guys miss, and when you come back across, because the defense is all chasing the ball, now your offensive lineman getting downfield, you get a couple receiver blocks. Even with their shields up, the defenders could not avoid falling victim to the apex predators from Tampa Bay. Now before the abrupt halt to the season, Bryant, we were coming out of week four saying, what's going on? Anybody could beat anybody in the XFL. And then we get to week number five, and we were primed and ready. I think most of all, what I remember, for the best game we watched all season long, with Tampa Bay desperate, taking on L.A. Nothing stood out more than that recap in this, this week in particular. But overall, it was a very fine week because we had some surprises as well with, you know, D.C. pulling it out. We had New York going down to Dallas. Houston having a little scare. It was a very fun week that last week of XFL football that we got. Week four proved that anything could happen. And then what happens the first game in week five? Oh, yeah, Seattle goes up 14-0 on the Dragon on the Roughnecks in the first quarter. Oh, and then they get tied. Oh, and then they take the lead back. I, mean, I got screwed up. I just got screwed up. Sword! What probably was one of the best football games uh, to be played uh, in recent memory, uh, again, with the Vipers uh, at the L.A. Wildcats. Also, you see a, a try by the Dallas Renegades to stay above float, but you see a leader in Luis Perez uh, and then the best preparation I think I've ever seen all season. So it was a lot of fun for week five. Uh, you don't want to see the season end in week five, 
but you're kind of happy it ended where it did with so much to talk about. Yeah, and I, I would have had fun making five more of these little video packages recapping each week, but this is the last one we got recapping the final week of XFL football that we had in 2020. It's a yearbook recap, week number five here on This is the XFL Show. With perfection on the line, the Houston Roughnecks welcomed the Seattle Dragons in week number five. But the start of the game didn't go perfectly for June Jones's squad. Back, little quarterback sweep with a boss contact. Stanley Yelnats would have blushed at the holes Houston was digging early on. Making a guy miss in the open field and fun. But Nick Hawley hit the R1 button and all that changed. Right up the middle. Blitz coming. Picked up. It is caught. Defense at Sprinkler Reed over and over again. See his eyes left a whole time. Phillips people breathe a sigh of relief seeing the Houston Roughnecks going for only one as opposed to the three, knowing what. Obvious four down territory. The Roughnecks did what they had to do and ended up being exactly what they said they were going in. Absolutely perfect. Everybody in, fighting our ass off for 4 4. All right, let's go. Let's have a great one. You get a chance to step up and make a play. Let's go make the play. We're going to win this game. Let's get our first road win. When the Guardians went down to Dallas, these city slickers weren't looking for Curly's gold. They wanted a win. And with a bowler at quarterback, they rolled through the Renegades. Bye-bye. While Dallas showed a shimmer of hope, They were led by a male model. Blue Steel couldn't penetrate this New York G-fence. The road is hard. The road is tough. Jones in trouble, stays alive, points deep, releasing deep. But before another L was handed to Cardell Jones, Pep Hamilton made an executive decision. Going in motion and getting set. Yeah. This is yeah. a true RPO. It's an off tackle to the right. If, there, if that defender bites and pulls, he's going to pull it and throw it to his big body tight end. The Battle Hawks were shouting RPO no all game as Tyree Jackson, along with a group of heroes on defense, saved the day for DC. To Amu, just going to give it to Matt Jones. And his second ever did he get there? I don't know. He looks short. I think he's short. What do you get when you mix a Hollywood comeback story with the coolest offensive coordinator, the loudest head coach, and a ton of points? Pure fun. Here he is again. And he's in the end zone again for the second straight week. Cornelius is going to keep it. 
and he takes it in. His throw by a quarterback in these past two weeks has not only grown up, but the confidence level he's playing at right now by Hampton pulls it down. Plumbers five foot eleven. Didn't believe the ball was coming. Quarterbacks in this league have gone downfield. You can see he's upright, has a chance to step in this ball. You can't. Athleticism, physicality, fat guy football. This game had it all as the LA Wildcats scored more points than any XFL team all season. It truly was the greatest XFL game. There you go, Bryant. Our hashtag As we XFL go show. On, we remember. Yearbook. Hashtag uh, XFL show. You what know, if. You gotta find a vitamin C. I was thinking more like, uh, time of your life. Right? That's the big yearbook song. That's what you gotta play <laughs> the end of the school year, at least. Uh, it's not hashtag XFL show yearbook. What if? It's hashtag XFL show yearbook. Hashtag XFL show yearbook. And make that sure was a you, lot of fun. We're trying to have fun here. And that was a different perspective. Good job narrating. Don't take all the credit. I, I, I pulled a lot of that stuff too there, Alan. You know, I, you, know, you give credit to the yearbook teacher, but he has a whole staff underneath him of students that are working hard to make that make sure that's done. He did. He did all right. He did all right. He wasn't the voice, but Brian did a great job of finding those important important moments from the XFL season. Uh, Imagine if we would have had to do five more of those out of these took way too long, but they were a lot of fun to do. <laughs> and uh, here we are. Well, next year we'll be better prepared. We'll do them as the weeks go on instead of all uh, in, a, in one week combined. Now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, join the discussion. Let us know what you thought. <laughs> Let us know what you thought. Tell us what you thought were the most memorable moments, uh, yearbook style. Uh, from every single week in the XFL uh, on social media at XFL show. Use the hashtag XFL show yearbook uh, to let us know what you think. Also, subscribe and listen to us. We're going to be here every Tuesday and Friday morning on your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends about us. As you know, we're, we're, we're coddling you right now with no XFL football going on. We're here for you. And also watch us on XFL.com or YouTube com slash xfl the official youtube page of the xfl check out these yearbooks they're a lot of fun yes keep watching them over and over again too we're going to put them up on social media so you can recap each week watch them separately all together in this podcast whatever you want to do we just want you to be entertained and distracted so you can forget that you haven't left your house in 29 days just like me <laughs> but hey we've got this show to keep us busy plenty busy and we're going to keep doing it for you so come here under our wing and we'll make sure you get all the xfl nutrients you need here on this is the xfl show and uh let us sign your yearbook if you got one i won't take up an entire page i just like the top left corner if i can get it but whatever i'll take any space unless it's storm norton please give me an entire page i want a party aerosmith Top priority of the summer. I don't know if they're touring. <laughs> I don't think anybody's touring right now. Alex. No, you're let's, right. Uh, Nobody is. <laughs> let's uh, uh, good job, Alan. That was a good good time. Uh, check those out if you're on the podcast. Rewatch them. Watch uh, them. If, if you YouTube. only heard them, watch them, please. They're so much more fun on on YouTube than I think the podcast version is fun, but the YouTube's another level, dog. 
with the John Facenda voice for you. Maybe I'll do an entire episode like that next time, Brian. If there's enough requests. You basically did. You basically did. Pretty I mean, much. Just, just, yeah, pretty much. Well, let's get out of here, Alan. We got enough. We got more XFL to talk next week, so make sure you stick around. I will be here on Tuesday morning uh, talking some more. Yes, sir. XFL. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching and listening and subscribing. We will see you Tuesday morning for Bryant. I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.